Hello and welcome to the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. My name is Joss Golden and I'm so happy that you're here. In this podcast series, I interview people who are passionate about parenting. We talk about many things to do with parenting and motherhood and explore the joys and challenges that we all face in our families. The aim of the podcast is to share more about aware parenting, to inspire us all on our parenting adventures, and to support us all to raise our children with more awareness, connection, and love. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. Today, I'm having another conversation with the wonderful Danny Willow. Hi, Danny. Hi, Joss. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. It's been a a busy, beautiful week of all kinds of things, as usual in life, <laughs> ups and downs. But yeah, it's been feels really good actually this week. It feels like I'm getting some stuff done in my business. I've had some really lovely time with Jada this week, and yeah, getting some stuff done at home that's been on the things to do list forever. That's just seems to sit there and never get done. So it's lovely. I think what we've been really focusing on is bringing more connection and more awareness of when we are like going onto our phones or, Mm. you know, just putting things down and having deliberate moments of connection where we're trying to counter some of the powerful things that, that pull us apart from each other and just bring more awareness to that. So that's what we've been really focusing on in the family. How's, how about you? Mm, I love hearing about you doing that. I think it's so powerful to yeah, just really acknowledge our control patterns and how they are. It's so easy to just zone out on the television or social media, but yeah, coming back into connection, it's so important, isn't it? Just to be together. Yeah, sort of similar in a sense. After I came to your beautiful workshop with Aletha Salter a couple, maybe a couple of weekends ago, we'd always kind of like not very regularly done family meetings. And I love, like she spoke about that a little bit towards the end. And I was like, oh, you know, that's something that I sort of took away from the meet, from the workshop. Like, yeah, I really want to start that up more consistently and actually honor that the girls need a voice. And, you know, I do listen to them and they've got feedback and I do ask them questions, but I suppose I haven't really set a structure around and offered it, as, offered it as like a weekly sort of practice. So I went and bought a white, little whiteboard that we stuck up on the fridge and I wrote like, you know, their little names on each. We each have like a little square on the whiteboard and I brought it home and I sort of told them, I said, oh, I was in the workshop with Aletha Soldi, you know, the person who, beautiful, amazing woman who founded Aware Parenting, you know, and we were talking about that and they were pretty excited. And, and I said, you know, we're going to try these things for family meetings and we talked a little bit about what it is and like they were so excited and it's it's amazing because Molly can write now so she's writing these things on the board and some really interesting interesting things have come up which has been great and Kiki often will tell Molly or me you know and we'll write it on the board for her and yeah and it's been beautiful to just again put away the phones like you know we're sitting around and we're sharing all the beautiful things that have happened um the other morning we went for breakfast and so everyone was like oh that was so nice to just because we don't often go out for breakfast so it's like it was just so nice to be out and be together and we were sort of playing at the table and it was all really silly and yummy and so that came up at family meeting that everyone really enjoyed that and then on you know on the other side of that is these beautiful opportunities for them to share parts that don't feel good and so it's been interesting like one of the things they brought up was that Clint's on his phone when they go to bed like he lies with them but he's on his phone and so they're like you know we don't really like it that you're 
on your phone and, you know, we just want you to snuggle us. And so, you know, he was like, okay, the compromise is like, you know, if there's a big sporting event on, he really has to watch it. But he's like, I'll snuggle you for 10 minutes and then I'll watch the sporting event. But if there's no sporting event on, I'm really happy to just be with you. I found that so beautiful because I reckon over the years, there's so many times where I've said to him, you know, that time is really precious, like it's connection, you know, kind of nagging about it and he's just not willing to do it. But now that they've got a voice and it's coming from them, he's really willing to do it. So it's been really enjoyable to have those. And like, I think because the girls, you know, like now they've sort of written, they wrote about me shouting because last week was a bit of a shouty, shouty week. So we had a bit of a talk about that. And when, when do we shout and when is it not okay to shout and what can we do? And we came up with the word Google that if anyone's sort of getting really irritable or shouty or something, we just have to Google it out. That was um, Kiki's idea. <laughs> so, you know, it's just great, like these beautiful conversations. And I just think, you know, I think back to my own childhood and I'm like, oh, I so would have loved to be able to share some of my feelings about what was going on in the home and, you know, to be able to write that, like I never would have been, never been given the option, but also never would have even been allowed to say some of the things that they say to me. And it just feels really powerful to offer them a voice in our home, which is like their little community. So I'm really, yeah, again, that connection and presence is, yeah, really showing up in our house as well. That's so beautiful, Danny. I loved hearing that. Good on you. That's amazing. And what an amazing message for a young person to know that their voice in the family is just as important as everybody else's and they get to share what they want and what they're unhappy about, what they want more of. And and it doesn't mean that we're always going to be able to say yes and and, uh, accommodate what their wishes are. But just to have a space where you can, you get to say, you get to have an opinion and that somebody else actually cares what your opinion is, it's so, so powerful. And then, yeah. like you say, they do drive this beautiful change in our family that brings in more connection because they've just got it. And, and yeah, when you hear it from them. Last night we were sitting around this fire. Kamal's just made this beautiful new fire on our outdoor paving area that he's finally got around to finishing and it's just all gorgeous. And we were sitting around by the fire and at one stage uh, Kamal was on his phone. He had a work thing that he was responding to and Jada was like, guys, let, let's let's put our phones down and let's just really be together while we're here. And it was like, yeah, you know, I because it came from her, that was it. And then mm. we had this really, really beautiful time just, just talking. I love that in family meetings. And even when they're really, really young, they can mm. add things to the agenda and, and be like participating and get an opinion. And even if their opinions are a bit random, they like say <laughs> things like that are like, okay, it's it's still it's still really beautiful to to get into that habit of of having a space which is safe to express what you want in your family. And that also supports us to have these beautiful conversations with our kids where we get to share our values and our concerns and our worries and our thoughts and our information that we desperately want to tell our children and share with them, but to do it in a in a really democratic way that actually makes it much more likely that they're going to receive it and take it on board because they're also getting to share what they want first. I just want to say as well around family meetings, sometimes our family meetings have gone horrible. Mm. We've definitely had moments where 
there's been lots of big feelings and and the respectful listening has gone out the window and it's all gone yuck and it's been nasty and messy and shouty and horrible and that's also completely fine like I remember in the early days I would be like oh no I failed at family meetings I'm, I'm not an aware parent this is awful uh, or like oh god my family's so yuck it's so dysfunctional or you know going into all that talk and I just love to reach out for support to share with my listening partner or to just like give myself some love and then we all just come back and it may not be that night it may be the next day or it may be another time but you know that we keep trying to offer this connection and and to accept that sometimes there's big feelings there and so it is messy but it's it's so powerful isn't it so powerful Mm, it is so powerful. One of the things I had written on there was a little bit about the way that they speak to each other because I, I noticed that when they, you know, they get a bit argumentative and things happen. And it was interesting just to hear their perspectives and just to listen and and hear what they have to say. And it was a lot of, you know, Marley's had a big week and so it was a lot of Marley sort of being, you know, using her feelings on, out onto Kiki and then Kiki sort of, you know, retaliating and and it was a lot of this back and forth and, you know, and I've been there and it's been safe. I haven't heard each other, but it's just through kind of shouting at each other. And it was interesting that they then had put on the thing about me shouting. And I'm like, well, isn't it interesting? Because we're all, you know, sort of shouting. And so what can we do to shift that? And that's when he came up with his word, Google. And and I just think it is, it is, it is nice to have that space. And I, I really love that we don't always have to say yes. That's the other thing. So, you know, when they sort of spoke about me shouting and I sort of said well you know how does that feel for you and they sort of shared some things around you know how it felt and we talked about well when do we is a good reason to shout like if someone was going to walk in front of a car or there was something dangerous and then we talked about you know that I'm probably going to shout again because I'm not going to say probably I am going to shout again at some point because I'm not perfect and things happen and you know like last week I was parenting solo and I went into like lots of reasons why things build up for me and what you know what I'm doing on my side to support myself to try and not do those things but the thing is that while I'm human there are things that are going to happen and sometimes I am going to shout and that it's all my stuff and it's not about them and you know I got to really go into that with them and it was just this really beautiful conversation and then they were talking about times where they've shouted and you know how that felt for them and what they could do instead and so it's really powerful it's just like such a different way of being with your kids you know and it's really honoring like you said that no matter what age you know Aletha was sort of saying from like three or four they can really be included and I was like yeah I mean Kiki you know she's almost five but I can see the power for her to like have that turn to be heard is huge it's just really really big so yeah I think it's really powerful yeah yeah definitely um, and when our kids know that they're going to get this regularly they just feel so reassured that there is going to be a time when they're going to be able to express their opinion and have that heard and and yeah all of the stuff around respectful conversations and conflict resolution and they're just learning so many skills out of it as well as having this really nourishing and beautiful experience of feeling valued in the family so yeah beautiful beautiful thing awesome how lovely so beautiful <laughs> and that kind of feeds in really beautifully to what we were going to talk about today because before we got distracted about other things which is part of it all but what we were going to talk about today was about how aware parenting is this way of life it's a way of being in family with each other with ourselves and doing it forever and so often you know the advice that parents receive is how to find quick fixes how to implement strategies that are going to get your kids to behave or to make your life easier. And that's really not what aware parenting is at all. It's about changing how we are 
how we behave, how we listen, how we support our children and ourselves. And it just becomes a way of life. It's like aware parenting is a way of life. And yeah, we'd love to talk about that because I think often it comes up in in sessions, doesn't it? That yes. you know, I just I just want I don't want to I don't want you to give me compassion. I just want you to solve whatever it is that's going on. And so it often requires us to come back again and again to be reflecting on you know, what do we want for our family? What do we want for our relationship with our children? What do we want our children to know about this time in their lives and to know about us? What do we want our children to believe about what it means to be in relationship and in family? And so it's 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 a long game. Mm. Yeah, I think it's so true. Like I was thinking, how how do we even start this topic? But I think, you know, you took the words out of my mouth. It's so often in sessions, like I, you know, I sit with mums or parents and I and they're like, you know, my child's doing this and I just want the answer. Like, you know, I, I just want it to be fixed. I just want to be able to do the listening or do the play and then it's done. And the thing is, I think, you know, another big misconception is that if we do all the listening and all the play, then they won't have any feelings and they'll be, you know, in inverted commas regulated, which we don't use in aware parenting as a term because we know that feelings are always going to come just like they do for us. We know we have hundreds of feelings throughout every day and it's no different for our children. And so I think what what we're really, like you mentioned, what we're really trying to do is we're actually trying to shift our whole way of being with them to this democratic style of parenting where we're trying to meet everyone's needs, we're trying to, you know, listen to everyone's feelings, we're trying to find more joy in our parenting and actually enjoy our children because, we you know, we only have them for such a short period of time. You know, there's that little reel on social media and it's like, you know, it comes around every now and then I see it. It's like the people use the words, but, you know, we only have like 18 summers and then they're sort of off on their own adventure, living their own life. But if you think about that in the whole scheme of our lives, it's it's very small and then they are going to go and visit the big wide world and do all their amazingness that they, you know, should be doing. And so I think there is this, yeah, this sense of, you know, in our, in our home definitely it's like how can I just make these years the most enjoyable that they can be together, right? Because, yeah, there's going to be parts that are not fun and they're going to be hard and there's going to be messy days and like you said there's going to be arguments and parts where you go oh my god am I dysfunctional or what's going on here or whatever it is but all in all I think aware parenting sets a beautiful foundation for how we can make this really 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 connected and enjoyable for all of us for everyone in the family yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, that parents want solutions, right? Because, you know, most of us are really, really stressed and they're jugg- we're juggling a lot. And when you bring aware parenting into the picture too, it often feels a bit overwhelming for people at times because it's like, what, in addition to all the other stuff, I also now have to make time for attachment play and I also have to now be listening to feelings and I also have to now be exploring my own stuff that I've kept very nicely locked down. Thank you very much. So it can feel like, and extra uh, extra layers and burdens that that aware parenting is is bringing to our lives and uh, and recognizing that and then reaching out for support and like you say meeting needs all the different things that are involved in meeting needs and taking care of ourselves so that we are able to meet needs and and yeah that understanding that of course yeah we're all going to have feelings most mm-hmm. days if not every day 
And I love that what you were saying about the timing, because of course there is that thing yet. It's like, I think it is by the age of 12, you will have spent 75% of the time that you're ever going to spend with your child. And by the age of 18, that's 90%. And in fact, Jada was saying last night, you know, there's very few people of my age who actually really want to be spending time with their parents and who, like we spend a lot of time together still, but that's not, that's not the norm. So it is, it's it's about finding a, a way to be, I mean, I think it all comes down to us getting support, doesn't it? Yes. Because if we're getting support, whether that's practical and psychological and emotional support, as well as parenting support, then we are able to, to offer this to our children and to keep coming back to it when we find ourselves going off track and to, to keep, yeah, being able to have capacity to be, mm. to be doing all the things that we want to be doing when we're aware parenting in this way. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so true. For me, we say this pretty much in every episode of the podcast, but it's like that parallel journey, isn't it? Like the more we get our own listening and support in all the different areas and how, you know, that looks and feels differently for everyone, but whatever that means to you to get, you know, the support, then we have more space available to be able to come and really be with our children and offer that the listening and the play and, you know, that one-to-one time or whatever it is that we're trying to do. It's like really, it's it's just so deeply connected. And, you know, and I think back to in the beginning of when, you know, I found Aware Parenting and how it was so overwhelming because there were just so many feelings and so many control patterns. And I was like, are we ever going to get out of it? Like, is it, it just feels so big, like a huge mountain to climb. But I look at it now and I think, there are times where we might slip back into control patterns like we all you know move in and out but I think when we rest in the knowing of what aware parenting has to offer and how it can support everyone you know there's so many beautiful moments that happen you know regularly where I'm like this is just amazing like this really works if we're willing to you know and it does mean going away and feeling all my stuff and acknowledging what's happening for me and regularly like having multiple listening partners in multiple different places and doing journaling and spending time just being in my body it's all of it right like it's all the different parts and the more I lean into that and the more that I do that I notice that when I'm not doing that, when I'm not giving myself those things and I'm really busy and maybe I'm taking on a bit more work and just, you know, going to more social things with friends and neglecting that part, that's often when the girls have loads of feelings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not feeling anything. And it's normally I'm frustrated at this point and I'm irritable. You know, it's usually coming into my bleed time and I'm like, ah, you know, and things are like not shifting and I'm like, yeah, they're not shifting because I'm not feeling what I need to, what I need to. And then the moment that I surrender back into what I truly need, then I find that the girls will bring me, you know, their pieces and I can really be with them in that. So it is for me, it's always about we're on this journey together and that there's no destination. It's just forever. We're just going to keep doing it forever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of aware living, isn't it? Rather than yes. aware parenting. But... <laughs> aware everything. <laughs> yeah. And I love also that invitation to, to keep coming back to those basics of that beautiful description that Aletha gives about the, the list of three when our children are behaving in ways that we find unenjoyable and, and, and applying that to ourselves too. And it's just this invitation again and again to keep coming back to that. And I think the more we can keep coming back to that for us, the more that we're able to do that for our children. And so we keep coming back to that, our, our understanding, our thoughts, 
uh, our needs and then our, our feelings and, and play. And so, you know, keep coming back to that. So what does that mean? What is the information piece that I need now? What am I thinking? What am I telling myself? What am I making it all mean? How can I go back and revisit some of the basics of this information about aware parenting? So I'm I'm learning and relearning and learning the nuances and the layers that that come up each time, each time I understand something more deeply around all this. And how can I bring in the space to be yeah, exploring my, my thoughts and unpacking some of that stuff so that what I'm coming with and what I'm thinking is, is really helpful to and conducive for connection and, and stuff. And then, yeah, the second part around needs. I mean, that's just this ongoing thing, isn't it, that I, I keep coming back to again and again for myself. And actually, Jada quite often reminds me now. And in fact, yesterday I was like wanting to go for a walk and my legs were really, really sore and I wanted to be with Jada. And we were, and she was just like, Mum, you really need to rest. Why don't you get in the bath and have, you know, have some Epsom salts and put some candles and, and just reminding myself again and again. And it's some, I go through times when I'm really good at tending to myself and taking care of my needs in small ways. And I go through times where it, it just falls off completely. And so coming back to that again and again, the more that we are doing that, the more capacity we have to parent. And so that's that constant reminder too. And then, yeah, of course, the third thing around feelings, and I love how you describe this beautiful parallel process that we're going through with our kids. But, you know, whenever things are coming up, what what am I feeling? What are the parts in this for me if it's in relation to our children? And, and you know, when am I having big reactions to things uh, and what are the parts in that that I can explore and reaching out to my listening partner or, yeah, getting out my journal or, you know, receiving that compassion and support. It's just beautiful, but we really need to be going through that process and coming back to those basics again and again if we want to be bringing uh, attuned connections for ourselves mm. and for our children. Mm. Yeah, I really love that you connected that to those three parts because I think that's really what it comes down to and it's so easy, like you said, to slip out of those patterns. Like It, it happens in a heartbeat. Maybe our partners are working away and we don't have someone home with us in the evening or, you know, maybe we rely on, you know, in-laws or, you know, a relative and then they're sick that week and then you don't get those needs met. And then, you know, I feel like it's a bit of a spiral because once one thing sort of being taken away and we rely so heavily on that then everything starts to spiral a bit because we're not meeting our needs and then we start to get frustrated and then we behave in ways that are really unenjoyable and then you know and then we shame ourselves and then you know and then we're trying to show up and all that sort of stuff and you know what it really reminds me is that we really are not we always say this in every episode but we're not really meant to be doing this alone we're really meant to be doing this in community with other people around us with you know our children having multiple attachments and you know that that connection to lots of different people and feeling like we are deeply, deeply, deeply supported, not in our nuclear home with two, three, four, five children, whatever it is, trying to sort everything out and trying to navigate it with mainly one partner going to work every day to provide and one person staying at home trying to do the household stuff, you know, run a home, potentially home learn or, you know, take them to school or drop them off at daycare and then have some with you and some away and, you know, multiple different drop-off points and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Maybe people are working. I think that, you know, the way that whole system is being designed just does not serve mothers and, and parents really at all. And so I think that lack of community is so such an integral point. And it just, you know, it's it's having that awareness has really supported me to go, okay, 
I don't have a physical community or I didn't when I first started. I had little people here and there. So where can I find community, right? Like where can I find that support to really just to hear me and validate it is hard because it is really hard and it's really beautiful and there's some amazing parts and as they start to grow and they become a bit more independent and we get a bit more freedom and a bit more time or they're willing to play more independently. Like I remember the first time, you know, Kiki was like 18 months or something and she played really independently for like 40 minutes. And I remember like, you know, I could have done so many things in that time, but I just sat there and watched her and was like, oh, wow, okay, we're in this phase now where it's like don't you can play with little wooden things and, you know, create little worlds and you don't need me to be with you in this and it felt really big because it meant that you know I mean my girls are pretty great they will help me like put on washing and unpack dishwashers and set tables they love doing that stuff because we've done it from birth but it just meant that like I could just go and like sit on the couch and read a book for 10 minutes or drink a hot cup of tea and they're things that I think we often you know go to the toilet when we actually need to go to the toilet not holding on until it's like you know you're absolutely desperate like all those things that we sort of neglect in ourselves it's it's really empowering when we start to get little bits of those back. But I think the the key message for me was always, well, okay, if I don't have the community, where can I find it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that understanding, like coming back to that understanding again and again, means it's more likely that we're going to reach out and try and create community and and be part of communities. But it also means that we're much more likely to be compassionate to ourselves because we can say, well, yeah, of course, it's really hard. No wonder I'm I'm finding it stressful. No wonder I'm I'm overwhelmed. No wonder I'm getting angry with my child and trying to power over them because they're not cooperating. No wonder I'm shouting at them sometimes. No wonder I'm just feeling that I can't do this anymore and I, I'm overwhelmed. And so I think that's that really drives two things. One is is a much more compassionate approach to ourselves and the other is okay, I'm going to reach out and find ways to to connect with others and to support myself in this process which I both of which I think are really crucial. Mm, yeah, I think so too. So I mean one of the things that we were also going to talk about today is is our online community and I think because uh, we've been running this exploring aware parenting community together for the last year, we're now in the last month, March 12, we're coming up to our last Zoom circle next week. And we are really excited to be offering it again. And so I think it's one of the things that we wanted to share a little bit about is how this community can meet many of those needs to support people on this journey and how the last year has been, all the things that we've learned in that process, which is, I mean, our our understanding of aware parenting and how to do this has, has deepened significantly as a result of doing this. But yeah, we would really love people to to consider whether this might be for them a, a way to understand aware parenting in, in more depth, to learn how to to apply this theory and put it into practice, to to get a deeper understanding of of your needs in your family and how to meet your children's needs too, to have space where you get to explore and unpack some of your feelings and and to bring more joy and play in for your children and for yourself. It's just been a really, really powerful community for this year. And I think I know we're both really excited about the new developments that we're going to bring to make it even more juicy and yummy and delicious and supportive for people for next year. What, what's what been some of the big things that you've experienced this year? 
Well, I was just thinking, I mean, one of the beautiful parts about it, you know, I, I don't love technology, but I do love, I don't not love technology. I don't love elements of technology, but I do love that we can come together, you know, and we can't be physically together, but we can be together in this space from all over the world and be able to connect around a core theme, which, you know, is obviously aware parenting and that out in the big wide world, we we sometimes feel like everyone's doing this work. And then, you know, I often say like, just go to your local playground or go for a walk around and be around, you know, cafes, anywhere really where there's other parents with their children. And we'll start to realize actually it can feel quite isolating and lonely because we don't have lots of people around us who are practicing what we're doing and there's no one to talk through it. And that's why we always say it's so important to have a listening partner or an empathy buddy. But at the same time, we love that we're able to offer a space where, you know, I think what's really, what I really love about it is that it goes for a full year. So often, you know, if we join, you know, something like a workshop or something, and there's just such a short period of time, or, you know, we might join a session or, you know, whatever it is. And then we don't, we really don't get that full depth and exploration and that chance to build that safety and that trust. And so what I love about this community is that it goes for the full year, you know, each month, we're really delving into a different topic in aware parenting. And I think every time I come into a, a call or a live, I'm learning something new. I'm learning a different way of, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that that's amazing. And like listening to some of these, some of the parents that have been in there over the year and, and particularly in these last final calls have just been transformational, some of the stories and, and the way things have shown up. And I guess what I love is also just witnessing that people are offering the most amazing things to their children and how blessed these children are and how blessed, you know, that they get to have these amazing experiences. And, you know, most people choose it because they didn't have the most beautiful, amazing childhoods that they truly, you know, would have wanted. And so we're getting to rewrite, you know, these new stories and these new belief systems and these new ways of being with our children. And so I really love that we get to come together and we can share when we have when we achieve something and it's like maybe we listen for the first time or maybe we, you know, did some play and something really moved and shifted and we get to celebrate that. And at the same time, I really love that we're able to come together and support each other when there's something where we're really maybe struggling. It might be our own internal dialogue. It might be an inner part that's come up for us. It might be something, you know, really traumatic and we're like, we just need a space to be heard. I think both of those things feel really, really powerful. So yeah, that for me, that's like the crux of why I'm just like, think this community is so special because it just offers a real chance to come together, which we really lack in in today's world. We're often living all over the place, and there isn't. It's not as easy to find someone living close by. Yeah, absolutely. I know, and it is it is really reassuring when we go out in the world and we see so much of the way that children are being raised is just so far removed from from what we want and what we value. And it's really reassuring to come into these spaces where we are connected with people who are deeply connected and committed to this path. And it can be really reassuring for the future of mankind to know, actually, there's lots of people who are doing this differently, and this is going to have a big, significant impact. And I love that the community is about, you know, sharing sharing the joys and the positive things, as well as coming in and, and sharing the things that are really tricky. And I've really enjoyed focusing on, on a topic each month as well, because I think 
that's been then in my mind too, in my family, where I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is, yeah, we're talking about control patterns this month. Okay. You know, where am I noticing myself reaching for my control patterns? Can I practice more self-compassion around my children having their control patterns? You know, all of these things, then it just allows me to, to focus on that and to bring more of that into my, into my own family, as well as reflecting and supporting other people in the community. So I've really loved that. And I love the way it's sort of structured that it kind of goes from month to month, focusing on things that flow together as part of this aware parenting process. And and really, each time, of course, we're coming back to the basics, which is compassion and connection, connection and compassion for ourselves and connection and compassion for our children. But it's all the different techniques and tools that we can use to, to bring more of that to our family. And yeah, I feel like as at the end of this process of the last year, I feel like I'm I'm a much more effective aware parent than I was at the beginning of this year because, yeah, I have learned more because I have explored more of those layers because I have received compassion and listening myself when I've needed it and because I have focused on taking care of myself and all those other parts of it. So it's a really nurturing and supportive space to allow people who are really passionate about this way to be able to understand it better and to to do it better. Mm. I think that's so true, isn't it? Like just from being having that like one core theme for each month, you know, it's really deepened my knowledge and understanding of the practice, even having to like describe it and talk about it and, you know, share it with you. And then we brought weaved in our own experiences over the years. I love that between the two of us, you know, it's like all the different ages that we're talking about. It it's really just so it is the word is nourishing like it just feels so nourishing and so supportive and I think that a lots of clients that we work with and that you know they're often in regional areas or you know they're doing this and and it's really difficult because their parents don't aren't aligned or partners aren't in agreement or you know those sort of things like everything can be brought into this space to be held, to be heard, to be supported and and then unpacked a little bit. And there's there's so many opportunities to share and connect that I think it's just, I, you know, I always say to you, I wish something like this was around when I first found the word parenting, right? Like that, that I could have had this to unpack some of those for me when it was really all really, really big and I hadn't done a lot of, a lot of inner work. Just to have, you know, two instructors there with me the whole time, unpacking things, you know, going through the resources and there's just so much knowledge put into one, you know, wealth of information and knowledge and wisdom in one place. I just feel like, wow, like if I had had that back then, it would have really supported me to move through this journey with so much more ease than in the beginning where it was like, you know, me trying to bring the community together, you know, and and everyone was kind of everywhere. And it just felt like it was a another, it was a big burden on top of already trying to do your own inner work and help, you know, support your kids and implementing all of this. So I do think that it's a really powerful opportunity for parents who are really committed to making change in their home. Mm. Yeah. And won't it be amazing when more and more people are doing this and it's just, <laughs> we're surrounded by it. But in the meantime, yeah, finding places where we feel surrounded by it, where we where we get that support and that encouragement and that reconnecting to our commitment sometimes it is, isn't it? <laughs> when yes. it feels really difficult, we come into these spaces and we're really inspired to, yep, yep, no, this is what I want to do and mm -hmm. I'm going to find ways to make it happen. So, yeah, I really love that aspect of it too. 
Should we talk a bit about the extra things that we're bringing Mm. in this year that are going to be really trying to, what we're really focusing on this year is again around the theory and putting it into practice and sharing examples and stories and supporting, uh, helping people talk through what challenges come up in relation to those topics. But we're also really focusing this year on bringing more connection, more support, more sharing and more reflections, self-reflections jointly with other people also doing that self-reflection at the same time for us as well as for the members of the community. So what that's going to look like, I guess, is we're going to be doing more live events. So we're going to do a live every week this time, whereas uh, last year it was just every fortnight that there was a live event. And we're going to be sharing what we've been focusing on in our families and how these things have been coming up and how we've been navigating it as a way of supporting other people to learn. Because I think often people think, oh, well, the instructors kind of, they know what they're doing and then, you know, but we're always navigating stuff. And I love that you and I share really honestly and authentically the ups as well as the downs in our family, because I think that's really helpful for people to know that we're all on a journey with this, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And we're going to be bringing into our Zoom circles more ways to promote extra connection, extra mutual understanding, extra support, as well as that that group nourishing guidance. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think we're going to do the meditations like Joss and I have decided that for each um, month we will come up with a beautiful meditation and we'll take turns um, offering that. And, yeah, I think as we deepen our own understanding and practices and we evolve as humans and individuals, we're bringing more of that in. So, you know, we're always doing other trainings and we're going through our own processes and learning more around trauma and learning more around processing that and we're learning more through our own listening partnerships and working in sessions and Joss and I are always in conversation about making things safer and creating more trust and deepness. And so I think as we evolve that, that is also what will come through into the community this year, you know. So there'll be a deepening through this year that maybe wasn't there last year, right, because it was the first year. So I think that evolution is taking place as well, which I think is really powerful and really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really lovely that so many people have messaged us to say that they want to stay in the community again for another year, which is really awesome. And of course, how we apply all these things changes as our children grow up and as our understanding of it changes. And as of our, the more that we are slowly unpacking our parts in things, how we want to then offer this to our children changes. So it's really beautiful. It's not like a learn once thing, is it, aware parenting? It's like a, a learning and then a relearning and then a deepen learning and then a more learning. And it's just this ongoing, constant learning and evolution of, of how we're doing it and how we're understanding it. So yeah, I love that we're going to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. So of course, the other thing that we offer and that we are hoping to create other expanded offerings around is this reflections journal that we offer each month. So we put into the community just some prompts because often people say, yeah, I I really want to start doing some journaling, but I don't really know where to start. So we offer these prompts and it might be something that you want to do with your listening partner, or it might be something that you want to do with your journal, or it might be something that you want to do to get together with a group of people and explore these prompts. But these are really specifically in relation to the topic that we're talking about so that we can get really clear on what are we understanding about this topic 
what are our needs in relation to this topic? What are our children's needs in relation to this topic? And what are the the deeper parts in relation to this that around our imprints, our family of origin, what our core beliefs were that we set up around all this? So it's a really beautiful invitation to to be deepening the the healing work and the reflections part that is so important in aware parenting. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's such a beautiful tool that we can use. Like it's so easy to again sort of forget about the time that we need just to reflect inwards and just to take that moment to have that breath and to go, okay, what's really here for me? And I think that what I love about the self-reflection book booklet is that it provides an opportunity just to sit and to just to be with and to acknowledge that sometimes, you know, we don't even know, like like you said, we don't even know what's really going on. And so it just gives that opportunity to take a moment, to take a pause. And then, you're, you know, you could come in and share in the group or, like you said, take it to other places to explore it. But I think it, it's a beautiful starting point when, when we're, particularly when we're really deeply in things, it can be hard to sort of see what's going on. So I think that self-reflection booklet is a beautiful part of the community as well. Mm. Yeah, so nice. So is there anything else you want to say about the community, Danny? About um, No, I was just going to share the dates, which were you about to share the dates? You go. <laughs> okay, so we are opening up the community on the 28th of August. So that means there will be links available to come on through Joss's website, which will you put in the show notes, I'm guessing? Yep. Yeah, great. So you'll be able to head in there and click it or go over to her social media as well you can find her website there and sign up we're closing that on the 22nd of september so we're keeping it open for a little period of time so that you know and we'll be doing lots of sharing as well on social media on our on our own personal pages um, in the facebook group we've got some beautiful testimonials from people that have been in the community for the years so you know if this has sparked a bit of interest for you and you're thinking like oh you know i really want to know more that's going to all be coming out over the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for that so yeah we close the community on the 22nd and then we start on the 25th of September. So, yeah, it's coming up. I feel like, you know, we're nearly at the end of August already. So it's like really, we're really here now. And that will be our first Facebook Live where we'll start month one. And we'll also just get to know you all and get to have you all in there. And, you know, it's often one of my favorite weeks because everyone starts sharing like who they are and you want to put a picture up and a little bit about yourself. And Joss and I, you know, share about our families and our journey and we get to hear about, you know, the different ages of everyone's children and what they're hoping to, you know, receive from the community and some intentions. So month one is always a really beautiful, joyous month of connection and getting to know one another. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I love that part too. It's so nice, isn't it? So yeah. nice. And how amazing. Like so many, there have been dads in the community this year as well. That's also been really nice. How many amazing parents there are that are doing this hard work to to make things so, so different for for their children and to be to be letting go and healing some of their stuff at the same time. It's really big work and it's just such a pleasure to be to be watching people on this journey, isn't it? Yes. So yeah, I will put all those links and yeah, it's, it's on my website. So we can, that, that'll be in the show description. I wonder if we might, unless there's anything else you want to say, Danny, I wonder if we might end just by offering a bit of a, a reflection for people. What, what would you like to offer for people hmm. to be focusing on after listening yeah. to this? I think that 
in order for change to take place, you know, it's so important for us to obviously be doing this in our homes. And I think for me, I always sit with like, the, you know, this is the ripple, right? Because our kids are going to go out into the world and they're going to potentially maybe hold space for other people when they're older or have more compassion or have more empathy or hold stronger boundaries and go, I'm not willing for that. Like, I'm not willing for you to talk to me like that or whatever it is, it's going to ripple. And yet at the same time, I think if we can, you know, sometimes it does take us to physically create these communities as well. So it's like, can we post in a local group and ask, like, is there is there anyone here practicing it? Can we meet up? Can we connect? Can we reach out for a listening partner? Maybe that's, you know, tricky. I don't know about you, but I often like to pair people up. Like if I know two people and I think, oh, they could be good together. So reaching out to your local instructor and saying, I really want to meet, you know, another listening partner or I need some support. I think, you know, there are, we are just love to offer what, what does it mean for you to have that community around you? And yeah, to really sit with that and see where can I call it in and where can I, you know, in a physical way. And, and then if there really isn't anything, you know, what could it look like to maybe, you know, join something online as well? Mm, yeah, I love that. It's not easy, is it, to, to reach out, but it's just so, so important. Yeah. What's your offering, Joss? I think I would like to offer just to to reflect and to keep coming back to, you know, what do you want for your relationship with your children? Yeah, what do you want that to look like next year? What do you want that to look like in five years, in in 10 years, in 20 years? And we are talking about this being the long, a long game. So, you know, how would you love that to be? And to keep coming back to that when things are hard too, that this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing all this. And so, yeah, what what do you want your relationship to be? And then to be thinking about how how can you get the support that you need in order for that to be possible? So, yeah. Yeah, it's so helpful to come back to that, especially in in the messy moments when life's really tricky. Mm. Keep coming back to, oh, no, this is is about prioritising relationship and this is about creating what I want. But yeah, yeah. Really powerful. So we are sending lots of love to everyone listening. We really acknowledge what a big deal it is to be living this way and how immensely powerful it is and, and that it's a journey and it's a it's a journey with ups and downs. And yeah, we really are. I mean, I just know that we both feel so amazed and so reassured that that so many people are doing this now and we are so delighted to be doing what we can to help you on that process yeah just sending so much love it's it's so big and and it's messy and it's yeah it is you know if you're feeling like today is hard it's because it can be in it in the years when we don't have that community and village around us in that physical sense so you know just be really gentle with yourself and what could we do to bring in more compassion in this moment for ourselves when it doesn't feel good? Yeah, I love that. Thanks, so much Joss. love to you all. <laughs> and we look forward to connecting with you again in the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for joining me on Aware Parenting Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To find out more, please visit my website, www.awareparenting.com.au. And follow me on social media at Aware Parenting with Joss. I wish you much connection and love on your parenting adventures. Mm-hmm.